and welcome back to another edition of the Los Ponies podcast. And we're putting in the overtime, Curtis, because we're recording this after the races on Friday night here at Los Alamitos, deep into the studios, the lavish studios here that we have accommodating, <laughs> thanks to the folks at Los Alamitos. But a round of applause, my friend, because last week... Your luck of the night came through, and you bet against an old nemesis of yours. Pull the trigger. How did it feel to get that luck of the night home? Everybody up here was asking me how I could go against pull the trigger, yes. being such a big fan of them all last year. But I had just been beaten so many times that, that <laughs> you know, I, I was just done with him. I didn't like his race earlier this year, and I uh, loved that uh, workout by accommodating. Had worked like 18-2 after stumbling at the start. Went strong, and... Uh, they gave Oscar the leg up on accommodating, and the horse just broke out there and handled business. Nice so, job to you. Felt pretty good. Yeah, nice, nice. Let's get the cash <laughs> register going for that one. Nice pick for you as well there. But speaking of young Oscar Andrade, uh, <coughs> Mr. Ed Burgard at QHD just tweeted out that he he's the next mount up for BHD's boy. Really? Yes. So, there had been some musical chairs with BH Lisa's boy before. What was it, Cesar Franco? Was aboard at one point, and I believe, Caesar. and then Caesar, Caesar, Caesar but you know Caesar retiring. Yeah. Of course, he was uh, looking. That is a huge uh, pickup for Oscar Andrade, oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's you had Vinny last year getting a huge uh, opportunity, and he, he looks hot. hot. Yep. And uh, he got his first Grade One under there, and here uh, Oscar Andrade picking up uh, BH Lisa. That's that's uh, that's very big. That's uh, great. I'm sure he's uh, that's going to be. The biggest mount he's ever had so far. So hopefully he makes the best of it. And we've been singing his praises, you know, like that. He's, uh, you know, if you just look at the mounts he's ridden, he's constantly uh, riding his odds. Uh, he's getting those horses that are 15, 20 to 1 to the exactus trifectus. Yeah. So and he's looking good on the horse. And obviously being, being born into a horse racing family, you know, his mom is a trainer, his dad was a was a rider, of course, that, that uh, you know, they raced him well. And he's picking up good live mounts. And, of course... Getting the lock of the night home for you there definitely helps. Yeah, right now he hasn't really linked himself to any one particular no. barn. I think that's I th good. Yeah, I think right now he's in the proving phase uh, for himself. Obviously, you know, riding whatever uh, his mom or his, his aunt Angie, nice. uh, you know, she gives him uh, yeah. some mounts. And then Jose Flores uh, throwing some mounts his way. And, of course, uh, Scott Willoughby and uh, Doc putting him up on some horses. So, uh I don't think it'll be long before he finds himself as a, as a regular rider for a trainer. Yes, and I think we had a one new rider stamped himself at Los Angeles Friday night. Uh, Luis Sandoval? I was believe that so. He was riding El Angel Corona. Yeah, Luis Sandoval Ramirez. There you go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, he finally got that horse to stay somewhat straight. Yeah. I mean, still lugged in. Luckily, he was in the three-hole, so mm -hmm. he, he wasn't drawn outside. Correct. The horse uh, was a lot better in the gate this time. He got the job done. I wish he would have went to the left hand. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe it was just nerves, and, and he was too afraid to At switch hands, maybe so, lose the whip. You're so in front. He's like, I'm just going to stay on the Yeah, I, I think that was, the, that was the case. But, uh, yeah, the horse lugged in, but, I mean, it was much the best in that race. So, super... Super uh, live when you see a rider like that get the opportunity to replace Cruz Mendez, and he took advantage of it. And sometimes, you know, obviously being the place that we, this being the racetrack that we grew up in, the place that we work in, uh, sometimes we forget how how big of a feeling it must be for 
these riders or these trainers, these owners to win a race at Los Alamitos Racecourse. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we forget how much this name carries its weight, this racetrack, in in the outside world. Yeah, I mean this is the this is the pinnacle. People just want to be in competition here at Los Alamitos. If you're talking about quarter horse racing, this is where they want to race. This is yep. where they want to win a race and compete. Uh, and I bet you it's got to be a huge feeling to be able to get uh, a win like that here over this track. Yeah, one of the moments I really see it throughout the year is when people come in from the the, the mountain regions, yes. the inner inner mountain. Uh, you know, the past few years they come in and and when they get to Los Al, it's a big deal yes. uh, for them to be here. And you know, they'll come in. Oh my! Oh my God! Is that this Paul Jones yeah, exactly, over there? Yeah. yeah and, and I'll say, yeah, that's, that's Paul yeah. over there. Yeah. Can we go talk? Like, yeah, course, he's, he's, he's super nice, he's super you know. Nice, yeah. But. When you're just watching it, you know, from states away, yeah. and, and you just see Paul on TV or some yeah. of these other guys, I mean, they're they're like celebrities of these yeah. people. So you can get you can get starstruck, and we're kind of numb to that, you yeah. know, being around them all all the time. But uh, yeah, you know, Los Al's still uh, a great place that people want to come race at. It's awesome. Uh, we uh, we obviously grew up here, and now we get to to ju to work here and, and call it home. And basically, I used to I used to kid. I was like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they could start charging his rent because sometimes we spend more time here than we do at home. Yep. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's there's a few other places I'd rather be uh, than Low Sal. You know, I, I could I could just sit here. Yeah, I've said it plenty of times. If I wasn't working here, I'd still be oh, for sure. right there in the grandstand <laughs> mm -hmm. watching it. So, uh, yeah, we'd be here all the time anyway. So let's talk about uh, Kindergarten Futurity. The horse just doesn't make any mistakes. Chayito Cortel, three for three. Uh, once again, broke clean and finished strong the recipe for success yep especially at shorter distances like that i mean if you're just gonna be a rocket out of the gate mental air pushed yes uh chaito that, cartel that was a huge effort and uh dreams divine i yeah that was that was one of my picks there uh she she got bet down a little i believe what was it she went off 15 to 1 something like that something yeah something along those lines she's and she, the one that broke through the gate yeah the assistant held on yeah reloaded won the trial qualified and then come back and finish a start. Yeah, that's why I liked her. Anytime you could break through through the gate and still run, uh, a very good effort. I mean, that just says a lot if you can just settle down in the gate and get everything put together. And uh, yeah, she ran a really game third. They were still uh, she's still clear of the next horses. So that was a really nice finish from all the top three horses. I was kicking myself for not having that trifecta. <laughs> I mean, I should have just upgraded that three up to my second slot and, yeah. and used them all. But it still paid like Chaito Gorto was. It was your post-time favorite, right? Yeah. By a slim margin. Yeah. But still, favorite on top. You got those two underneath. And I think it was still paid like three or $400, something like that, for the trifecta. Yeah. I mean, everybody liked Chaito Cartel. Burgart really liked uh, Mental Air. That was one of his outside horses. I liked Dreams Divine. Mm -hmm. So, like right there, just uh, talking amongst us up here in the press box. Yeah. You know, we we should have <laughs> made a fortune, but, you know, no, I didn't have the try. So... Kind of kicking ourselves well, we, there. We talked about it. it. Just comes down to the betting. That decision <laughs> of what to bet. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a little bit of a kindergarten. Congrats to Lindolfo Diaz uh, and his dad, Jay Francisco Diaz. There on the winning owner. A home. That's got to be super special, right? To a homebred. Uh, not a big operation. Nope. Uh, I think he mentioned. Uh, I was able to talk to him after the race when they were holding the little press down in the winter circle. I think he mentioned this. This was the last fall. Out of that mare because she oh was of, it really she kind of fractured her back while she was delivering uh -huh. so that was it this was the last one out and uh, I asked them what was like because I remember when this one won the debut I looked at the night lines and there was no nominations 
Because sometimes the, the little icons pop up. Yeah. And I was like, this one wasn't nominated to anything. He's like, yeah, because we didn't really think that, you know much of it. You know, yeah. it's going to be a runner, but nothing to compete at the high level. So they made the double payment right before they debut. Mm-hmm. So after the workouts, they were like, we might have something. Let's make a double payment to be able to eligible to for the for the kindergarten. So that's why it didn't show up on debut. But they had made a payment like days before that yeah. first start. So uh, late payment and it pays off. Yeah, that's a tremendous win for such a just a family run outfit there uh i believe Lindolfo said him and ayala are like best friends right they didn't they he said i think they lived together for a couple years there on on the backside while they're both learning and uh yeah when it's just a small operation like that the mayor you know hadn't really thrown anything before boom pops up with with a big winner like this i mean that's that's got to be feeling extra special just just right there his dad owns it. He trains it, and uh, it was good seeing a, a lot of the stories that Orlando wrote. You know, I, I really liked it how he said, uh, like his dad would work with the horses, and finally uh, Lindolfo just said, like, "No, you can stay home. I'm I'm gonna go work on them, and and I'm gonna learn." So yeah, a, a great win for their whole family. So congrats to them. Uh, so now he's not paid into anything else, right? So the, in the next slot, I think you can do. I think PCQHR as as the next big slot because okay. I think you can buy nominations, and then you put in the name to the birth you bought so yeah they're able to fill that in yeah so he'll probably go in I'm, I'm guessing like you said the the sales fraternity there and then maybe buy uh you know um an entry into the gov cup that i'm sure on, on uh that'll be for cal champions night so probably those are the two two that he's looking for yeah. and then uh then be uh, rested up until his three-year-old season the only other thing i told him are you tempted to go to the mountain Oh God! I mean, that's asking a lot. Yeah, and he when when I asked him, he was like, uh, "But it's <laughs> no. too much money. It's too much money." And yeah. To travel, you don't know the how the horse acclimate. But I think, you know, if you go to Rideau, so you can pay up late. You can late supplement oh, yeah. to all the big ones. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot of money. I think it's maybe fifty k to the next one. Yeah. When you're going uh, for that and making those late payments, those those late supplements, I mean, you're dealing with that. And like we said, it's a family-run operation yeah. so i mean that's going to be their biggest win yeah. ever and, and then you, then you got to deal with elements and all the trials there's like 15 trials each day yeah there's like hundreds of horses and there are only five five qualify from each day it's that's it's a gamble that's the kicker like we've always dealt with the weather and uh, so many trials but now there's so many that you split it in you have to be top five, five. i mean that's just yeah. that's insane and the that, weather can change from the first trial to the 15th trial or whatever it might be yeah i mean that's just uh, insane odds and you have to be absolutely perfect uh, in every race that you run over there so but i i, I don't know I, I think they'll just stay here i think that would be good just to run in the smaller fraternities there all right, let's get down to business. Saturday night, we're going to take a look, take a look at Saturday's races at Los Alamitos. We got a few uh, uh, A race card, and we got some competitive uh, cards, uh, like usual. Shout out to a man, Kelo Keller. He's a regular listener of the podcast and a previous guest as well. Uh, but he mentioned, I like how you guys never really talk about your picks beforehand. We don't. Yeah. We like to just sit down. And go over them and kind of bounce as as we go along. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 pretty interesting. So shout out to Caleb. He enjoys listening, um, and he gave you props for that lock last time for the accommodating. Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> Caleb. He, every every time Caleb's in town, I usually do good. <laughs> I had the one uh, big night with Odell. It helped him hit a couple pick fours, and then the other night, of course, he got the lock home. So maybe he's like 
kind of like my good luck charm. By the way, how did you like my lock tonight on Friday night? That full sister. Can you believe I got three to one on a full sister to powerful favorite? I, I, that's just one you're, we're all kicking ourselves for. <laughs> yeah, drew the outside, correct? Drew the outside. Yeah, and then uh, you said Burger was talking up the other one. The that, seven. That's probably uh, yeah, that's probably one that that helped you out. I was there. salivating. I was like, oh, three to one. Because when you're when you're putting your lock out there, it's got to kick it down. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you tell the producer to have Ed come on <laughs> so he could talk up another pick so you could possibly get better odds? No, it was the start of the pick four. So Ed Burger kind of we had our tickets obviously I singled the eight. He singled a seven, so that's okay. where the conversation started. That uh, here, but hey, lock of the night for EG comes through a full sibling to powerful favorite. Uh, they paid ninety five k, and she looked good. She looked strong. Yeah, there was a one for Odell last week, I, I believe, and that was one. I believe we had three sell here at the equine sale, mm -hmm. and the one that ran last week for Odell, he actually bought at the Heritage, yeah. or maybe, or no, sorry, we're, the Rio Doso sale, sale. Yep. and he bought it for like 110000 mm -hmm. and uh, the horses seemed slow out of blocks, and uh, then he, he didn't fire, so you got the right one. <laughs> you, you landed on the right baby. EG has a has a promising <laughs> filly there uh, in, in his barn. All right, but Saturday night, Los Lomitos, race one, four and a half furlongs here, conditional claiming tag of $4,000. Nice purse of eleven grand up for grabs. Field of six, who'd you pick? I went to the six. Proud to be Sicilian here for Bob Bean. Yeah, I'm a little scared in here because I like a lot of the closers. I'm, I'm going to try and go against a lot of the speed horses. I'm not too thrilled about the four rock in my mojo or the five grass runner. So I'm going to go to the six horse on top. Ran uh, second last time for five. You know, was closing on unobtainable. Who's I mean, how many horses that, or how uh, many races has that won for uh, Angie? Uh, I mean, that, I, I that mean, thing's just like an ATM machine right now. So finishing only a length and a quarter behind that one uh, is uh, nothing to be looked over. And then prior to that, one for 32, mm -hmm. one for 25. You know, it was winning nicely with 51 and 4, 51 and 1. So some nice times. Drops down a level here, and I like the versatility of this horse. Yeah, had two strong wins there prior to that second place, but was stepping up in class and still finished a good second behind that ATM machine and unobtainable. We agree right off the bat Again? with the six, right <laughs> off the bat. And my second horse is going to be the two win and wisdom here, who uh, has shown plenty of good kicks. That fourth play finished two starts back. Uh, didn't make up enough ground there after not breaking all that well. But has never been has never really been the best breaker, but just found him found himself with too much to do there, kind of a little bit more farther back than he usually is. But if you look at the other three starts, Three wins in the last four starts, and he can close. He's going to be picking up the pieces there, so I have him for second. And then for third, I'll go to the one, Chatter, Chatterman. Uh, first off, the claim for James Thomas, Jamie Thomas, excuse me, brings him in from Golden Gate. Uh, has speed, but likes to kind of stalk the pace and comes from slightly off of it. Has been running five furlongs, so uh, the cutback is not that big of a cutback, and this one can finish. So... Speed of the six, and then I'll take the closers of the two and the one. So six to one for me. And we start off with the trifecta That's again. That's it. <laughs> six to one for me. I, I like the two. Same thing. I, I want him to be closing there. And then the one Chatterman, he looks dangerous, and he's laid eight to five. Mm -hmm. First time off the claim here, but, I mean, the claim was voided three starts back. That does worry, uh, give me a little bit of worrisome. But Goosey opts for this horse over the four and the five, which uh, Goosey's main threats there are speed horses, and he chooses this one. But uh, I just don't know what to make of this horse. He's got some question marks, so I'm going to put him third. All right, we agree right off the bat. I like this. Six to one there to begin the night. 
race number two, 870 yards with the claiming tag of 6250. And this is open claiming, right? No condition. Yep. 6250. So you're going to get a very competitive field. And look at this top to bottom. There's a lot of horses you can make a good, strong case for this. Very tough race. Are you buying the favorite on the outside, Sokudo? I'm going to try and beat Sokudo. All right. Going to go to the two Devils Informer. Uh -huh, okay. Old hard knocking horse here, the six year old informed gelding for Robert Lucas. Yeah, has been running in really sharp form. You, you got second, third, first, 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 second. So this horse has been knocking on the door every time, if not winning. Ran second by half a length last time to Papa G. Takes the drop down from 10,000 to 62.50 and draws inside the main runners here. I think an outsprint dream on brother. So I look for him to have the lead along the inside and hopefully take him uh, wire to wire. Oh, interesting. I went six one two okay. in this spot. I, I'll give. I, I'm gonna. I am gonna support the favorite there on the outside. So Kudo, who was has won now what two, three out of the last four. He was a long shot play three starts back. Got the job done. Uh, showed better speed last time out. I didn't think he was gonna be that close, but uh, given that he was a favorite, he he was in the race early on and battled gamely there to win by narrow margin but I like the outside draw I think that's going to allow him to get a clean trip and the one dream on brother will probably be my price play I know five to one is not much of a price play but given how much the six should take how much money the six and the two should take mm -hmm. I think the one would be right around five or six to one at post time so uh, first up the claim for Jesus Aranga on and train here has a lot more speed than what had shown in the last four starts Dropped in class and got the win last time out. Watch out for the one. I think that could be a sneaky price play there in race two. And then the two that was informer. I mean, open $10,000 claimers. Open $8,000 claimers. Open $62,000 claimers. I mean, this horse is just duking it out with whoever shows up, exactly. right? Exactly. So I got to respect that. So 612, 612 here for me in race two. Right, can I go to the two on top? Six Okudo. Razor sharp last time. Mm -hmm. Game win there. Dueled on the outside and won the bob at the wire in a time of 45.07. And that was over the five Kenny Benny. Maybe we'll have to work a little too hard, but I mean, when this horse is on, he's tough to beat. So I'm putting him in the second spot. Then I'm going to have a little bit of price play here for myself. I'm going to go to the five Kenny Benny, who's been somewhat of an in and out horse as of late. I don't know. I, I've, I've blamed Santos for a couple poor rides. I'm, I'm going to say it there. But you know has been uh closing whenever he's sitting in a nice trip is closed four outs back only lost by three quarters of a length the next effort wasn't that great never really asked and then came back and fired a huge effort there one by two over changing karma and then last time out was along the inside and uh, was floated out on the turn there against okuda but if the you know the speed horses get on and start ding on ding dong and you know one two and six i think kenny benny can pick up the pieces all right so uh, what did i do i did i went six one two two six five all right race number three hundred yards don't blink or you'll miss it oh my favorite <laughs> maiden claimers ten thousand dollars field of six we got one first time shorter i thought it was i thought it was a tricky field when i looked back at it and some of these have been running 100 yards some of them are, are trying it after racing longer, but interestingly enough, who'd you pick? I'm going to let you pronounce the name here for me. What, what, how do you pronounce the five? Oh, we agree. <laughs> well, we agree. Let's say that. Okay. La, La Zaina okay. de Nogales. La Zaina de Nogales yes. here for Jaime Gomez, Jose Nicasio. 
Uh, two outs ago, false broke and was off slow in the first try at 100 yards. Uh, was bet down uh, pretty good mm -hmm. that day and then came back and, uh, you know, ran a, a neck behind exacting, you know, stepped it up a little into straight mains. Drops back down to the $10,000 level here, so hopefully we can just get a clean break. We agree. 3-1 to one here on La Zaina de Nogales. For a second, I'll go to the 4. Remember to walk. Uh, this one's going to be 9-5 despite the long layoff, but did did have a, a very nice solo workout back on April 18th. 12-30, uh, broke fast, finished strong, uh, not really asked for much, and has shown previous gate speed in the last two starts when we've seen in August and June. So you have the connections of Adolfo and, and Armando to drop in class and the good work out there. So this one is definitely going to take some money there and should be heavily supported. And then for third, I'll go to the two, MC Firewalker. I know 0 for 12 maiden is a stat you don't always want to look at. But mm -hmm. last time I, I kind of like how this one finished. It was the first time off a layoff. Uh, maybe with a little bit better gate start, this one could be competitive. So five four and two here for me in race three uh, again we got the same trifecta i okay. got five four two i'm always trying to hit that uh the fours combination <laughs> yes. of the viramontes <laughs> clan there uh you know a quick breaker uh drops into ten thousand dollar level off the layoff here we'll see if uh, this filly can fire off that well-bred runner walk through fire out remember the cartel and then to the two mc firewalker same thing uh fired a pretty good effort there first mm -hmm. time off the layoff here and stays at the same level and just uh, hopefully second time we can get this one rolling one of two Danny Montes runners here he he usually rides Lozano over Ruben Castro so hopefully I'm gonna you know kind of read between the lines here and that's the better one and uh, maybe get this over 12 maiden off the Schneid we always try to read between between the lines there. so <laughs> five four two it can really help us and it could also be our worst <laughs> exactly enemy. do you remember how we did with all the deuces last week I think Four of a one. We picked like six, we, six in a row, five in a row. Yeah, it was it was something just Ridiculous. stupid. But <laughs> I, th that's what we pick. I know, and honestly, I hadn't I hadn't even noticed. Like I didn't go race by race, looking. Oh, this is the fourth deuce I picked in a row. Yeah, I know the first two hit for sure. Yep. And I was like, oh, we're just rolling now. <laughs> and, then, and then the first, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that train's left the left the station. So. <laughs> All right, race number four, the payoff leg of the yearly pick four. We're switching to the two-year-olds. And we're going for straight maintenance back at 300 yards. We got a couple of ones dropping out of trials already since they already competed in trials. Field of eight, who'd you pick? I went to the outside Gray Invader. I picked this filly on the trial night against A Political Spell, who went on to qualify there for the kindergarten, but broke well and uh, just couldn't, you know, hold stack up against Bow Times Nine and Hawks Valentine there. Uh, weakened for fourth there, but still put up 1580. I think that's still a, a pretty respectable time here in these maiden races. So I think uh, just with a little experience under this Phillies belt and draws the outside, I think can put up a better effort. It's going to be such an easy pick for ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Gray Invader on the outside. I agree. I thought it was a better than look for there. Uh, just got just missed third there in the final jump. So that could have been a better than looked effort for Gray Invader. For second, I'll go to the four. Sweet Expectations. Paul Jones, the first time starter. Uh, by a political Jess Utah bred out of uh, just a fairy tale, worked 1250 and 1240 in both drills. Latest drill on May 7th, broke quick, was asked a few times, and, and I like the gallop out there past the wire. So um, I'll take the four for second, and then for third, I'll go to the seven, the other first time starter. So I'm using experience 
And then I'm going to first time starters underneath there. Okay. The seven OJD one favorite JJ. That's going to be a handful oh for Ed Burgard <laughs> to say that. OJD one favorite JJ. That's Luckily, gonna, it's not a hundred yard exactly. dash. Exactly. If not, he what do we would say one one JD or something. <laughs> I don't know. But this one uh, for Monte Rosa worked twelve forty on May eleventh. I like that this Philly broke straight and uh, and pulled away late to win by three quarters of a length there. Uh, so I like how professional she was. The time wasn't the fastest, but I like the improvement there mm -hmm. from the first row. So eight, four, and seven for me here in race four. Yeah, I agree with uh, your sentiments there on the seven. I picked this horse for second. Monty's pretty good. First time out of the blocks with a with a horse. He's hitting at twenty six percent. And draws inside of Gray Invader. I, I think that'll help being drawn next to the, who I think is the main rival in the race. And then I'm going to go to the three, Max My Bullets here. I picked this horse uh, last time out. Broke in and lugged out uh, against Teapod. Uh, what was that? That was a terrific energy baby for, uh, yes. for Odell. Uh -huh. So uh, just uh, couldn't fire that night. Had a little bit of trouble here. But I like the, the works from this filly. So I'm going to give a little bit of forgiveness here in that first start. And hopefully uh, she just figures things out second time. That would probably be my super the horse. I would probably go 8473. Because in that effort, she kind of looked awkward. Like she wasn't really traveling all that well. I don't know. For some reason, she just. Didn't look as she wanted yeah, to run. Yeah, I was disappointed. You know, even the, broken and lugged out. Yeah, the horse had trouble. But I, I really thought this filly would run better. I mean, she put up two 12-3 works, mm -hmm. and I, I thought they were pretty good. So uh, they switched from Gasca to Franco. Uh, maybe that'll help. Hopefully it does. But uh, if she can just get a clean start and stay straight, hopefully uh, she'll be there for the check. All right, recap. I'll go 847. 873. Oh, that pick is going to hit so many times. So <laughs> many times. Race number five. Late pick four time here. We got another two-year-old event, this time a field of seven. And we are going 300 yards. Who would you pick here? I'm going to go to the outside, Dark Knight. Is that who Ladies you went for? Ladies and gentlemen, this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is maybe, ridiculous. Maybe we should start talking about... <laughs> this uh, is ridiculous. This is getting to be a very oh, boring podcast. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, case. I'll give my reasoning. Yes. Going to the seven, Dark Knight here. Draws the outside and uh, didn't have a chance against Determined One. Uh, that horse just came out here and put up a sizzling time of 15.50. It was hand time, but, I mean, it was ultra impressive in the Los Al debut. But I, I went to the April 13th work there. I, I thought it was a really nice work, and it draws the outside here. Again, uh, you know, drew along the inside here, gets to the outside, and carries some more experience against a lot of runners who are going first time here. Uh, I think if he just can run back and finish like he did in that April 13th work, I think we'll put up a big effort tonight. And I can't I can't add much more to that. I mean, this horse, I agree, draws the outside. That's one thing I, I like. Gets off the rail to go to the outside. And had worked a pretty decent 12.50. So I think this one with experience should move up. And the Jimmy Glenn runners, they tend to really take a step forward, second and third time out. They really yeah. move forward. So I uh, like Dark Knight there from the outside post. For second... It's going to be the five. The five was actually my long shot play on Friday night at Los Al, but he got scratched. Mm -hmm. He was 8 2 1 there. Obviously, he's not going to be a price play on Friday because he's on Saturday, excuse me, because he's only 7 2 on the morning line. But I like that 12 drill back on April 30th. Uh, broke fast and was reaching out nicely there uh, when winning by about a length there with a good energy past the wire. The damn one, I believe, three of eight, earned over $400,000. So. And she was second in the Rainbow Futurity, so uh, she was a racehorse, and uh, this one was purchased for 42000 at the Ridoso sale. So I like the breeding, I like the drill, 
I think the five could be live. And then for third, I'll go to the one, longtime favorite for Jose Flores. The other one with experience, evenly there for sixth. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm just banking that this one was a little bit green. I kind of was bothered there and shifted out, lost this path, and then finished with with a better-than-look six, uh, sixth at 32-1. to one. So I'm banking that the one is going to move forward there with the experience. So I'll go 7-5-1. Well, we got the same exact again. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the five bigger okay. than big. Yeah, did work three times, but I really like that April 30th drill. Dueled, was asked right-handed, and just drew clear by a length. And again, all the breeding is there. Favorite cartel, we haven't even talked about. What a monster year, favorite cartel. Look at this. Favorite has cartel has five of the seven. Exactly. He's I mean, got five of the seven in this race. He has dethroned, walked through fire very quickly oh, as, wow. as the uh, the top California mm -hmm. stand. What did he have? Four? What was the stat? Four out of the five top finishers in the kindergarten? Something like I that. Think, yeah. I think Burgart tweeted that yeah. out. Uh, he made note of that. So, favorite cartel, boom, has ascended to the top of the stallion roster in California. So, I'm going to go to the five here uh, for Paul, and then I'm going to go to the four piety. Uh, I thought, you know, was goofy in, in the beginning of that April 6th drill, but then kind of settled down and came back, and, and I thought had some run late. Debuted against Chaita Cartel and Chikatita's favorite. Obviously, just, you know, going to get blown away there. Mm -hmm. Uh, not going to do much against those two, so I'm just going to forgive that. And hopefully Vinny can set, settle this uh, this gelding down and uh, not be so green uh, and show some determination late like I saw in that April 6th drill. Interesting. So, favorite cartel. If I can have a, a two-year-old, uh, give me two. One by Apolitical Jess, one by favorite cartel. Ooh, we'll that's... Who would you take? Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> be like, Curtis, right now. Right, uh, take your pick. God, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be a toss-up. That's, but I think that's a testament to how good favorite cartel is. Yes, because I, I mean, everywhere around the nation, you see a political something. Yes, I mean, whether it be him and now a political blood, blood who, we, who yeah. we talked about last week. But I mean, a political just has been everywhere. But I mean, I saw uh, some babies at a uh, at a uh, Rio Dosa this weekend that yeah. looked pretty nice by favorite cartel. Yeah. So. He's branching out. I mean, he was in the, all those uh, Bank of... Uh, that was his greatest win was the Bank of America Challenge yeah. and uh, that 440-yard uh, distance. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's right up there. They're winning very sharp times at 300 yards. Yep. And you know they're bred for the distance. So exactly. He's going to keep getting a lot of support. Exactly. There's uh, there's no knock in his game, uh, I can say. Like, Stel Coronas, I, I don't think they're built for 400 and 440-yard distance. So... I mean, that was just another Paul Jones runner here. He gets yeah. from, you know, here comes favorite cartel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right now it, it would just be a toss-up. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pretty hard decision to make. So, recap, I'll go 7-5-1. 7-5-4. right. Race number six. We have arrived to 330 yards in this spot. we got a field of seven. Oh, oh finally, finally, there's that sound. Finally. Lock of the night. I'm going to have to go first this time. Okay. And this has been a previous lock of the night. I know you can guess it. This has been a previous lock of the night, and he won as a lock of the night, and I'm and she won, and I'm doubling down here tonight. The two. Yes. Cases dream. dream. Uh, yes. the the old mare, the yes. old six year old going and Spanish boot mare. Exactly. She's won three of the last four. Okay. Uh, she's always shown the affinity to to finish strong. Right. This has been her main quality. Exactly. Well, so now she's breaking on top. Guess what? Light is out for you guys. When she's breaking on top like that, uh, she's going to win a lot of races. She's won three out of the last four. 
and the other one she finished second I like that she returns at a distance of 330 yards so to me give me Kaysen's dream lock of the night three to one I agree with you but okay I'm going to try and upset her this time <laughs> with the one that tried to run her down last I know, time I knew. with the three yes. Brock Morton uh, horse that had recently come to Los Al, mm -hmm. stumbled in the in the debut effort, was finishing well, and then last time out, off slow, and really galloped out well against Kaysen's Dream, was really running down this mare. So I think with a clean start, Brock Morton's going to be awfully tough, only finished a half a length behind her, and uh, follows her up the ladder. Yes. Yeah, they go from sixty-two <laughs> yeah. fifty to eight thousand. Throckmorton says, "That's fine. I'll I'll follow you, Casey's dream. I see I'll what you're you. doing. We can go for a bigger purse. That's fine." So I like the three. Boom! I'm going to go to the two. Casey's dream. Everything he said. This horse is the three thirty. Is uh, this horse's absolute favorite distance? I think three hundred is good, mm -hmm. but uh, I think the longer distances, this mare really gets rolling there. And then I'm going to go to the seven. Our Valiant Hero. I'm trying to guess which one of these Jorge Farias yes. runners is the best. <laughs> I'm just going to follow uh, Ayala here. He, he goes from uh, the 1 to the 7. You know, Treacherous. I can't pick Treacherous uh, either because <laughs> he did me dirty yeah, did. as a lock of the <laughs> night. Put in that absolutely poor effort last time. He just broke slow and embarrassed me. So I'm going to go to the 7. Our Valiant Hero who... Uh, Broken and bumped at the start and just kind of sat to the outside of Rock and Liz last time. Only finished half a length behind there and takes the class drop. Draws outside. Ayala stays aboard, so I'm going to go to that one for third. All right. So, yes. So, you know, the two is going to be my lock. Yes, I am scared of the three because if you look back at that videotape, the three was finishing with a rush, right? Yep. But also, when I went back and looked at it again, once Mendes found himself in the lead, I don't think he was asking much there late. So I'm, I'm confident in that margin there. Of the feet, I thought it could have been larger, so I'll stick with the two as the lock of the night. And then I went six three, so the six for second, Remy Marco. I'm kind of banking that this one can repeat that effort last time out. It was a pretty good third behind uh, Class Stopper and Royal Tricky Lady. Uh, two starts back, a good second, three starts back, a good second. So this horse is, is more about consistency, that's why I respected this one there. Five or two, Cesar Franco takes the mount, and then three for third. So Two six three for me. Lock of the night, though. The two Keysons dream. Three two seven for me. All right, race number seven. There's two races left. You know what time it is? LA Daily Double. LA Daily Double time here. We got three hundred yards. Conditional claiming tag of twelve thousand five hundred. These are for three olds which have never won two races. Compact field of five, but a very competitive field of five. I'll be surprised if we agree here. Okay. But who'd you pick? I went to the five, Rock and Liz. Ladies and gentlemen, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, honestly, I have to talk about I mean, I've just spoke about Rock and Liz the race before. So, th of course, if she's right back in, i yes. got to talk about mm -hmm. it. So, uh, draws outside here. Last time out, stepped up to 12-5, threw head and was off slow at the start. Draw line. Yeah, just draw a line right through it. But before that, two Strong. wins in a second. So, it's almost reeled off three in a row there. Racing in really sharp form. Draws the outside. Uh, Jose picks up the mount over Eduardo Nicasio. The Nicasio is just interchangeable for me. Chris O'Dell's red hot. I'm going with the five rocking Liz. Yeah, I can't add anything more to that. I just love the way she looked to start back winning there. She responded when there was, she was asked for more and finished with a very good half-length victory. For second, I'll go to the two. Improvised, six to five of the morning line. Uh, comes out of a very good third. Broke straight. Ran straight. Finished strong and just narrowly missed there when missing by a neck. 
uh, under Ruben Lozano. Ruben Lozano stays aboard one more time. And then three, Laguna Coaster for third. Four to one there. Mark Skeen was eight to one last time out. Broke clean. Didn't have a lot of trouble, but I thought it was a it was a good fourth despite uh, the field she was facing. Final clocking, she's she stopped the clock in fifteen sixty eight. The winner flying away went fifteen twenty three. Yep. <laughs> you remember that that night back on April twentieth? That was a legitimate time there. It was a little bit of tailwind, but that was a very very good win by flying away. So five two. Three for me here in race seven. I got five and then the two. And then I'm going to go to the four, though. <laughs> all right. I'm going right. to go high flyer. You know me. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's a claim like this where they, they jump them way up, I got to take note of it. Even though this horse won for 4,000 last time, uh, was against a, an easier field, veered out, bumped, and rallied nicely, went 1586. Ricardo Guillen claims this horse first time. He's hitting at 0, 6, uh, 0 for 16. That's not a very good uh, percentage there. That's 0% <laughs> yes. first time off the claim here in my DRF stats. But, I mean, they claim it for uh, for 4000 They jump it up to twelve five. I got to at least throw that horse somewhere in my ticket there so I don't get burned. And this horse made up a lot of ground in the final eighth there yes. last time out to win by a no. So I'll go 5-2-3. 5-2-4. Race number eight, the final race on the card. Of course, you've only heard this sound once. Ah, so yeah. We a late night lock here. Well, <laughs> you, you gotta stay hot. You gave us a winner last week. So who's gonna be the lock here in race some race? Well, you just talked about flying away's effort from along the rail there. Mm -hmm. That one at fifteen twenty three. That was my fails horse from along the rail for a lock. I'm gonna go to fails along the rail again wow, here for my okay. lock of the night. Chick's favorite. This horse has just been finishing like a freight train lately. Two wins, or I'm sorry, two seconds, one win in the last three starts against one Proud Eagle, Scoopy Jess, some really good horses there. I think drawn along the inside of one Proud Eagle in which this horse was running him down last time. I, I think as long as this horse can get away, gets another 20 yards, I think we can see another big effort from along the rail for Matt Fails. Wow. I agree that you, with you that this is a very, very top contender. But just like you try to be my lock, I'm going to try to be your lock. <laughs> With the five, eyes the favorite for Paul Jones there. And Jesus Ayala comes out of the Winter Championship, rang up, bang up second. Yeah. Uh, that was a very, very good second. Did break perfect from that outside draw. Now drawn in between horses. But I like the effort, and I like that Ayala gets back aboard. So I see this race as a two-horse race, 5-1. And then the six was my long shot played last time out. Call me Cole in that uh, handicap last time out. But Brooks low, pinballed, just never a factor. Had work 12-10. Back on March 30th, um, at the flipping halter, so that's a little bit of a note there. That could be something that helps him break break better here second time out. So five one six for me here in race eight. Yeah, I'm going one five. Eyes the favorite. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a good pick. Look, if it runs that race like it did in the winter championship. The horse should win. Yes, but it was just such a, a freaky effort. It was. Yes. I think for eyes the favorite. I mean, it could bounce. If it runs this again, we're all in trouble. The lock could be in <laughs> trouble there. But uh, I just don't know. I mean, Ayala gets back aboard. He already rode it to a win there in the SoCal Derby trial, so he's familiar and rode it back in the final there, second to Black Friday. So it's just a question mark of can this horse put together another effort like we saw in the Los Al Winter Championship. Then I'm going to go to the six. Call me Cole. Mm -hmm. uh, we've always been a fan of this horse. Yes. We, we know this horse has talent. But I think this is the last shot I'm going to give Call Me Cole here. <laughs> Second time in 2019. 
you know, just got pinballed and checked at the start. Just draw a line through there, and uh, we'll see what he can do. He's drawn along the outside and against one of the main rivals here, Eyes the Favorite. So this is the final straw for Call Me Cole. All right, I'll go 516. 156. And that is the car for Saturday night at Los Alamitos. Uh, I want to thank Quarters UD, Quarters George, for providing the pizza. He paid up the bet against Professor G. I believe that was a pizza bet? I mean, that, that was a basketball bet? Yes. Right. So we're all we're all paid up. I paid off. <laughs> no, he the, still owes me owes my pizza. Oh, that's right. He still owes yours. Yeah. yeah, he owed double. So I paid mine for Orlando last week. He paid Orlando's this week, and uh, yours is uh, yours is coming next week. So he, you he, didn't demand that he bring no, it Sunday. No. You so. know I had to buy bigger pants because of all the pizza <laughs> I've been eating. I can't so, eat anymore. I'll take a break. So next week, uh, I'll, I'll tell him to bring pizza for trials weekend. Okay. Right. Okay. That'll be a good night to to. Have some pie. That, that'd be better. Yeah, I'm getting a little pied out here. <laughs> but I, I wanted to buy uh, pass something by you, right? Go ahead. Because we, we come up here, and even you have said you have corrected yourself in previous stories. But I tweeted out something. I don't know if this offended anyone or, or something, but I tweeted out about a chart that that uh, a chart comment uh, that I seen, uh, and I was I was legitimately stuck. I don't know if it was a different meaning. Well, I just see it. I just, I just tweeted. I was like, "This horse has a comment that says, uh, what did it say? Light, light the board.' Oh, lit the board. Yeah, something like that, right? So I was like, "Oh, this horse might have won at a big odds, or, or he might have hit the board." But the horse finished fourth. He was only five to one. So I kind of started thinking in my head: Was it a typo? Maybe that was a comment for another horse, and he, it was typed in, or what, did it have the extra meaning? Whatever. I just tweeted it out, out in the world, right? But then I was like. Uh, maybe this might have some people might take it the wrong way that I'm talking bad of a, of a, of a about a chart caller doing his work. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean it that way at all. But as a horse player, I kind of like when there's mistakes, whether it be you know coincidental or whatever. I mean, I kind of like it because then I kind of I can dive in and maybe get an edge, right? Yeah. Uh, so I just tweeted it out there. So I want to say, if there's anyone that kind of took offense to that, I didn't mean it that way. But it was just one of those things where you as a chart caller. I know sometimes we even talk about it. If I see something that's kind of weird, then I bring it up to you. Yeah. Or even you say, I don't know why this was like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Whatever. It was a mistake. Whatever. But uh, I'm sure, you know, just like me, being a public figure, being on TV, I can take the criticism. If I mess up on air, I messed up. I own it to it or whatever. Yeah. Or people don't like my picks. They can talk all the crap by the one on Twitter. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Because I, I know what comes with the territory. But like something like that kind of made me a little bit question it and also mad because I'm like, man, people are paying money. And then like, you know, with the cost of past performances and, and you know, the cost of like a horse player, uh, that kind of thrown maybe kind of could have rubbed someone the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I just tweeted it out. But I wanted to pass by you. Uh, do you think it was it's something wrong? When, like when somebody says, hey, uh, what does this mean? Or it could have been a mistake or blah, 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 whatever it might be. It, you know, chart calling, it's very hard because you can get 20 people in a room and watch a race. And it's completely different. And they will watch and see and write the the race 20 separate ways. Yeah. It's very subjective and also, to where it be, is. Before you keep going, I want to say I have way more respect for, hor for not respect, but I have, I understand even more the charts for quarter horses. Yeah. Because the angles are so, I mean... The angles can be one thing for a third race. It could be a whole nother thing for a quarter horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
we're we're lucky enough that Coro, that here at Los Alamitos we have cameras set up, and those help you out tremendously. Mm -hmm. But like some of these other tracks, they don't have it. So for margins, I I don't really I could care less yeah. where they could be honestly because the angles could be so deceiving. But for a comment like that, it kind of got my wheels spinning, right? Yeah, my my interpretation of it would be there's a very few times where I can't write anything. Exactly. Yeah. There, I mean, especially in quarter horse racing, where just the the smallest uh, stumble, yeah. bobble, drift, lug out, whatever it is, the smallest uh, thing can cost you a race. And I, we were saying before. I think the only time I can do say was something like absolutely nothing is in a hundred yard dash. Yes, yeah, sometimes they just break out of there, and it's so fast. Like I literally can't write anything, but that that's the only time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I always believe there's something that you can convey uh, to the horse players. Like you, we can know horse players like when uh, the char color doesn't oh, know trouble. And that's and when I tweeted it out, I, I tweeted it out as a horse player mentality, right? Yeah, like. All right, now I can dig in and see what happened. Yeah. Right. I didn't mean it as a disrespect or whatever. So I hope that whatever people are reading my tweets, I just note that I wasn't speaking bad about the work or whatever. I yeah. just It was just something I noticed. That was all. Yeah, and that's just another thing for for horse players. You know, they like when they like to be rewarded when they do their oh, homework. Oh, for sure. For so sure. if you can go in there and you can catch a a, a nugget there that uh, the the chart caller didn't get. That's just an added bonus that they can find a little more value in. But, yeah, I mean, when I first started, I was very nervous because Berger watches everything like oh, a hawk. Oh, for sure, And yeah. he's writing his at-a-glance pages mm -hmm. already. And so when I'm, I'm looking there, and if I would write drift in and he would write lug in, yeah. I'd be like, oh, did I not put it <laughs> severe enough? And then yeah. I got to the point yeah. where I was like, you know what? As long as I have the trouble in there, yes. I think uh, people can go back and, and they can judge for themselves, I guess. But mm -hmm. my main thing and my main takeaway was when you watch a race, you want to have the trouble that occurred in there and, and not just, just leave it as, uh, as nothing. I always think there's something that, that you could write in there to help horse players. So uh, I think that's just the main thing some guys, some guys need to do. Uh, a little bit better, you know. Just don't uh, see an uh, an even effort or something like that, and don't don't put anything at all. I think uh, you can you can watch a race and see if a horse is weakening. Luckily, and uh, we have the cameras here, and oh, I yeah. can't put an For even sure. effort because boom, at the eighth pole he, he's down by a length. Sixteenth pole is down by a length, and uh, at the finish line he's down by a length. But uh, it's just a hard thing to do. Yeah, I know it's and, hard. And uh, you know, I I would like to think I'm a very good quarter horse chart collar yes but in the thoroughbred world uh, i definitely need to improve because i'm just used to four and a half furlong exactly. races yeah. i you know i've never <laughs> done a mile mile and a quarter two turns and all that that'll be for my santa anita days if possibly i go over there i'll definitely need to improve but uh yeah it's just very subjective but there's always uh, room for improvement yeah and th that's all that's all i wanted to say like i i, didn't, I just was speaking as a horse player you know i was like what does that mean uh could this mean could this the, can I dig in more and and find more details about the race? That's all. Yeah, I, I wasn't like talking bad about a, a chart color job or whatever. I just yeah. I just meant that I just wanted to. At, at first, I was like, "Does it mean something else that I'm not catching?" Like yeah. I started, I was started thinking in my mind. I was like, "Am I not getting what they're trying to say?" That was that was my whole point of the tweet. So if if, if a, someone out there, if a chart color kind of like got offended by it, yeah. I did not mean anything like that. Well, like recently, for the. I think, you know, I've been working for Echo Base. I think I'm going on my 12th year. 
I think for the first 10, I think, uh, I think I took over 10 years ago doing the comments, I always wrote in close, you know, uh, for a horse that was near the, near the front end yeah. or near the lead, yeah. I would write in close weekend yeah. or in close held on, something like yeah. that, you know. And uh, George pointed out and another gambler pointed out that they were like, why do you write in close? This horse wasn't in close. And I was like, yeah, he was. He was on the lead. And they were like, no, in close means that like, they're they're crowded. Kind of boxed in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I, I never even thought of it like yeah, that because yeah. I saw a comment somewhere else yeah. where they were just on the lead and they were in close. So I changed it to up close, yeah. and that's what I changed it to now because once enough people told me, I thought, okay, I'm wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe if I don't even think I'm wrong, other horse players are interpreting yeah, my comment like this, so it had to be changed. Yeah, see. So there you go. That's a little bit of a, <laughs> a behind the chart talk. Oh, right? God. Uh, all the chart caller woes no, we go and, through. And a, on top of that, like, like I respect so much what you have to do because you're trying to describe so much. And, like, how many characters do you have? I think it's 18. Wow. Yeah. And so. And then you have to chop up words yeah. while still the reader still being able to tell what word you're trying to say. Yep. So it's, it's a science, science in and, itself. And like you said about how many characters we get, sometimes there is so much that happens in a race that... You leave you know, out something. You see, like, we have to throw out vowels. Yeah. Or, and, you know, if a horse gets fractious in the gate yeah. and then does something, uh, you know, on the track, we have to determine, well, is the fractious part yeah. the most important or was it, you know, something that happened down on the racetrack, something that happened more importantly? And, you know, sometimes uh, you don't get to fit in everything yeah. and... You know, people will call it, well, don't you remember that this horse was unruly in the gate yeah. or flipped like, over? Come on. <laughs> and it's like, well, if he flips over, yes, that's going to make it. But if he just got a little fractious, yeah. you know, if he veered out and got yeah. bumped, I got to make sure I have that in yeah. over the previous trouble. Sure. So, yeah. That's <laughs> there you just, go. Uh, so there you <laughs> some go. Of the, some of the things uh, we go through. But, yeah, I've always felt the pressure. Like I said, with Burgart, you know, yeah. I, I felt if I didn't do good, <laughs> Burgart was going to have me charting in Alaska or something like that. So I've always felt the pressure on my back. Oh, well, well, that's a little bit of talk <laughs> behind the charts. So. See, I'm glad we talked it out. It's, it's, I just feel like, you know, sometimes tweets, I know what I'm trying to say. Yes. But it's only a, a, a three-sentence blurb. Some people might not understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right? So They always say that's the problem with uh, text messaging. It can be interpreted in so many different ways because you're not talking face-to-face with people. <laughs> exactly. But you know me. I could care less what people say about me. I'm a, I took this job knowing that people on air, I'm never going to make everyone happy. Yes. So I, I just go on flow with I have some colleagues that, that, that work with me and they're like, why do you reply to these people? Yeah. I'm like, I just... I. Think of it as a fun way. I, some people, you know... Yeah, I would say, why not? Yeah, because... I don't mind talking No, I, I engage with as many people are like that are engaging with me. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just... If, if, they're, if they're talking about my work, and if I'm doing a good job or a bad job, I'll talk about it. Yeah. If they're talking about someone else, uh, then if I, don't, if I don't know what's going on, I'm not going to reply because it doesn't involve me. Yeah. But if it's about me, if I know I can reply, I'll reply. It's just as simple as that. Kind of reminds me of uh, something Howard Stern always says. 
that some sometimes uh, he would say things about celebrities, and he's just trying to be entertaining. Yeah. And they'll come back and they'll get mad, and we go, I don't even remember that I said that. I'm on air for four hours. I'm trying to be entertaining to people. I'm trying to keep them tuned in. So if I say something, you know, I, I didn't mean anything behind it. I was just trying to be entertaining for the time I'm on the air. All right. So that was a little bit of behind the chart. Like you're ever offending, you know, trying to offend anybody I, anyway. I, God. I don't know. If people knew me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If people really knew me, I mean, but whatever. Like, I, like I said, I sent out one tweet. I was like, whenever people already made up their mind about you, if they can know you or not know you, it's so hard for them to flip that opinion. Yeah. Right? So I could care less. I, I, whatever. I, I just try to be myself, and that's it. But this was fun. Like, if people want to know more about behind-the-scenes job things, like yeah. what goes into it, like, send us a tweet, send us a message or whatever. Uh, of course, I think, like, a lot of people know uh, what a chart color does. Yeah. But, like, I mean, having to, like, only the limited the amount of characters. And also having to chop up words. Yep. Um, and then also having to, like, pick what side of the trouble you want to put in if you can't fit all the trouble. That's that's a lot of things that goes yeah. on. Yeah. I'll give, uh, just in case people don't know already, if you ever see rough trip yeah. or brutal trip, that means so many things <laughs> exactly. happen, I literally can't fit it in there. There's just too much, too many trouble comments, veered in and bumped and, and uh, you know, probably stumbled somewhere. I, that's just too much. So those are, that's when I just have to concise it into two short words. That's it. All that talking, I think we need more pizza. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. I'm going to have to go get another notch on my belt. Shout out to uh, uh, George. He brought him. He brought him Maury's. Maury's is like a one slice weighs almost like a pound. There's yeah. The, they they hide the pepperoni underneath the cheese. Yeah. And there's like three <laughs> stacks of pepperoni oh. underneath. I started on my second slice tonight, and I, right off the bat, right at the point of the pizza, there was four pepperonis <laughs> in one. And I almost just looked at like the in the great outdoors scene when they eat the steak. It's like a, he has to do the uh, like man versus food challenge yeah. steak, and he just was like about to throw up because he just sees. I saw that and I just felt like I was instantly gonna have a heart attack. You just reminded me. Shout out to Viva Carla who became the official winner of that basketball pool. Yes, but I think the last place finisher was our friend Bobby Newman. Was it him? No. No, I think it ended up being George. Really? I think it ended up being George Did he again. Be already? I don't think so. <laughs> Bobby, because Bobby Newman had the winner was Virginia of the uh -huh. whole thing. It was so long ago. I, I believe I think it. it was Virginia. It and, was. It and was. He it was had Virginia. them going all the way. So just those, he sucked on everything except the winner. So it vaulted him. I think all the way, almost like third or second place. We so. have to do a tally of how, who owes pizza. Yeah, we'll have to go back and look at the score sheets if Orlando hasn't burned them up already. <laughs> all right, guys, that's the show for this week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody.